Hello and welcome to the spoiler discussion for Dexter New Blood episode 7 titled Skin of Her Teeth. I'm your host Jacob Bartley and this is Talking Dex here on the Bartley and Barnes YouTube channel. Thank you for checking out this video of Dexter New Blood review for episode 7 titled like I said Skin of Her Teeth. Very uh specific title and it Definitely fits the episode. I talked a little bit about the titles of the episode last week, and some of them work. Some of them I thought are just like the producers and the writers. Let's choose the most funny, ironic, quirky title. And it for me, it doesn't always work. This title is like literally what, <laughs> what happens in the episode or something that we learn in the episode. But again, thank you for viewing this. We're going to get into all spoiler details on this episode 7 of Dexter New Blood. So buckle up. We're going to get into detail. I want to thank Stardrew for stopping by. Hi, Stardrew. Thanks for joining me. Really, really appreciate the support. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I actually am starting late today. For, for those of you who have watched regularly, I usually do this around 10, 10.30 a.m. in the morning. However, I'm off from work this week and next week for the holidays. I mean, for my regular day job, I have other side jobs that I do, but for my regular job. So maybe this week and next week, we'll get a little bit of a later episode uh, for this. But let's dive in. We have so much stuff to talk about. I don't know if I like this episode more than last week. I don't think I do. I think last week was major uh i just think as an episode last week worked so well but as far as you know story reveals and scenes and moments there might be some scenes or moments in this episode that are arguably my favorite of the whole entire series the last thing we saw last week was angela dexter's girlfriend and the Chief of police, or his ex-girlfriend, I should say. She now knows that he's Dexter, so she's pissed at him. She knows he's been living a double life, pretending to be Jim Lindsay, pretending to be her boyfriend. And she recently found out that he's a liar and he's been using a fake identity. So I should call them exes. But either way, she called for his help. She found she found her missing friend of 25 years. Her Missing friend, dead in the cave, rocks piled on top of her. And at first I thought, okay, maybe this could be an accident. But they make this very clear right at the beginning of the episode that, nope, there was foul play. And knowing what we know about the runaway killer, the sniper killer, Kurt Caldwell, knowing what we know, once we see what Dexter sees, and that is that there's a big rip on the chest, there's a hole in her back, once we see that, we're, okay, this was a Kurt Caldwell killing. And it's interesting because this uh, people have speculated maybe it's his first kill. And Angela even says it at the beginning of this episode, or, or near the beginning of this episode, maybe it was Kurt's first kill. Because we know what he does now with his victims. He kills them at the cabin. He takes their bodies. And he does... He uh, kind of we don't know fully what he does, and it's not a sexual thing yet, as far as we know. Uh, but it's just that he 
drains the blood and embalms them for some reason. And he wants to preserve their face for some reason. So that's all we know. So it was confusing. Okay, why is this girl Iris dead in the cave? And why is he so taking care of these other victims? But you got to remember, this was 25 years ago. If this was one of his early victims or his first victim, it was 25 years ago. And I think we can jump to talking about how one of the, the see this is why i struggle because this episode has two major major reveals that put it up there as far as one of the most interesting episodes and that first reveal is is background on kurt so he tells a story that his dad was a trucker used to pick up girls and beat them in the back of his truck while up front Kurt Caldwell as a child was sitting up front and they had that song runaway playing on loop. So we know that's why he, this song is part of his ritual and we know there's a strong connection to runaways. He also mentions that his mom was beaten by his father and she couldn't take it anymore. So she left, she ran away. These girls who his dad is beating are some of them are runaways who just ended up at these trucker stops etc he tells a store a fake story that oh yeah it i saw her get in my dad's truck 25 years ago i i thought he was just giving her a ride i should have said something it wasn't me because referring to the title when Dexter and Angela investigate Iris's body at the cave, they find human skin on her teeth. And that's the skin of her teeth reference. And it's very, it's a 67% match to Kurt's DNA. But he says, that blood you found, it's not mine, it's my father's. At this point, Kurt's father has to be dead, right? Kurt is, what, in his 60s, his late 50s, 60s? It's so hard to age people these days because uh, everybody you know, looks so young compared to, to what they really are. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's just say he's 60, right? His dad's are possibly dead. So this gets him out of it. If they believe him that that was his dad, then he's going to get out of this, at least for now. This is the type of stuff that Dexter is all built on, right? Criminals getting, slipping through the cracks, slipping through the system, getting away with stuff whether it's devised plans by them, like what Kurt's doing, or just an accident or a mistake or something, somehow, some way, when criminals get through the system who are truly guilty, that's where Dexter's there to take care of them. And so Kurt's loose again after this. But anyways, my point being, what I was talking about is Kurt revealing everything. And then we see him, he's telling the stories of his dad picks up Iris, but... We're seeing the flashback, what really happened. It was a young Kurt, a young-ish Kurt. So, and the actor who played young Kurt looked very young. So this is only 25 years. So if Kurt's, if Kurt is 60, like I'm guessing, you know, he's going to be, this guy's going to be like, not, not two and 35, 
I think, right, would be the right one. The right, yeah, he'd be 35. So I guess he could, the guy, the actor who played him could pass for 35, which is fine. But anyways, we know Angela has been looking for Iris ever since she went missing 25 years ago. And we see this flashback. Kurt picks up Iris. We don't know what his original intentions were, but what it looks like, he was like, hey, I'm just going to take you home. And she was like, no, let me go. He wanted, She wanted to get out of town. And she bites his hand. He pulls over. She jumps out. And as she's running, he shoots her down with a rifle. So this is us seeing... This is probably his first kill and why he has to create this ritual over and over and over again. He has to, he wants his victims to build fear, to build adrenaline and run a run so he can shoot them down. And we see him trying to do this ritual several times throughout the season. So that is very, so we learned a lot about Kurt. We learned about what his father did. We learned about the song. We learned about his first kill. We learned about Iris and how he killed her and how his first kill is what what has continued to be very similar to his ritual that he does. So that was major. Actually, I said there were two big reveals in this episode. There are three big reveals in this episode. Let's stick with Kurt because the third one is bonkers. Uh, they're all bonkers, but... The third one is connected to Harrison and Dexter and more important to me. So while Kurt is locked up, he has one of his henchmen give Harrison an envelope. We don't know what's in the envelope. Harrison takes it home to him, gives it to Dexter. He opens the envelope. It's a screw. Very interesting. Okay. So Dexter goes. He uh, releases some farm animals. So the cop... So. The one cop at the station leaves. Again, remember, small town. And he goes into the police station to talk to Kurt. And through this conversation, and you got to remember, in episode one, Dexter killed Matt Caldwell, who's Kurt's son. Okay? He took him to the furnace and burned him. On his way home, he ran into Kurt. So Kurt says, hey, remember that night you picked me up when I was drinking and it was snowing? That wasn't snow. That was ash. And he says, I know something you don't know. He says, titanium doesn't melt. So then we see Dexter go back to his truck and he starts thinking, oh, yeah, Matt had a, uh, a surgical scar on his leg. He must have had some type of screw inside of him. And he figures out the screw is a surgical screw. And I said this after I reviewed Dexter season one, I said, or after I reviewed the episode where Dexter burns his body, which is episode two or three, I believe I said, hopefully Dexter didn't leave anything behind. And it looks like he did. So Kurt knows that Dexter was coming from the furnace. And he, off screen somewhere, he went and went back there and found his son's screw. So he knows that Dexter killed his son. Or at least had something to do with it or was responsible, whatever. So this whole time that Kurt has been trying to be very friendly 
with Harrison, it's all been, he's had this motive to get close to Dexter's son on purpose because he knows that as far as he know, Jim called or Jim uh, Lindsay killed his son. So crazy stuff. And I love that because I, I like that Kurt is not, because Kurt, obviously, in order to do what he does and not get caught, he has to be some level of intelligent, right? But I was kind of like, okay, I want there to be more to Kurt. I want him to be, you know, on par with Dexter intellectually. You know what I mean? To where, like, this is a real threat and Dexter's not going to be easily, not going to easily be able to uh, take this guy out, whether that means kill him or you know, help him get caught, whatever the case is. But it looks like Kurt is that is on par with Dexter and is one step ahead. So that is, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, so uh, there are a couple other major things that happened in this episode. Uh, one of them being, and I, and I think this is important because this is going to, at least lead into next episode, if not the rest of the season, that. So Molly Park, the podcaster who's in town, she, you know, her and Angela, they get into a fight, but they make up later. They're hanging out at the bar. And she's like, hey, so when, you know, when I was in Kurt's cabin, you know, it was weird that Jim popped out of nowhere. And then Angela's like, he followed you there. And then, She's like, that's kind of weird, but come on. Molly needs to relax. He saved your life. He saved her life. Like, why are you going to just let him be? Doesn't he, doesn't he deserve to be left alone because he saved your life? Uh, and he's not doing anything wrong. He's trying to, he's trying to help and take out bad people. So uh, anyways, she's like, oh, if, if he wasn't your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, whatever, I would do a deep dive and Angela's like, Hmm, she makes this face. So it looks like Molly has raised some more suspicion for Angela to, to maybe dig a little bit deeper into Jim. So, or Dexter, we should say. So that is going to be interesting. What more is she going to find out? She already knows that he was Dexter worked at Miami Metro was a forensic scientist she hasn't told anybody yet, which is good for Dexter, right? But what more is she going to dig up? Is she going to find out what he really doesn't want her to know? So that's going to be interesting. I, and I think at the very least, she's going to figure out that he's some type of vigilante or something. Maybe not a killer, or but the way he's operating, you know, investigating Kurt without her and, and all this stuff and following Molly and Kurt and using his cell phone to listen to them. She's going to, even she knows he's a cop. He was a, he worked for Miami Metro. He's not a cop, but he was in law enforcement. So with law enforcement comes those curiosities and those skills, but maybe she's thinking there's a little bit more there, man, there is, ton of stuff to talk about, but we really got to focus on these important things. And I think more important than all, and what we've all been wondering, first of all, does Harrison have a dark passenger? And I, 
I've heard people speculate that he does. People speculate that he doesn't. I've heard people say they don't want him to or that they do. I don't get the I don't want him to have a dark passenger crowd. Because, look, we love Dexter because of who he is and what he's gone through. And we feel for him. If there's a way to... I think it's more interesting if Harrison does have a dark passenger. Some people say that it's it'd be less interesting, that that's too easy or something, storytelling-wise. And I'm like, no, that's that's difficult storytelling-wise. What do once it's established that Harrison has a dark passenger and that he wants to kill people, what is Dexter gonna do? That is more interesting storytelling-wise than him not having one. They haven't a hundred percent clarified that he does, but for me, I I would love for Dexter to have this, you know, an, his own flesh and blood to be able to lean on. And look, all things being equal, of course, Dexter doesn't want his son to go through this traumatic experience, have a dark passenger, and be like him, and have to live similarly to how Dexter lives because Dexter's been mostly miserable his whole life. Of course, he doesn't want that. But the fact is, it, the damage is already done. So now that the damage is already done, what is the result? And Dexter, or Harrison tells Dexter that he remembers his mom being killed. And the big reveal of all reveals, well, that he remembers, but we get a flashback and we just see the blood dripping from the bathtub. And Harrison is telling the story. He says, I used to have dreams. I thought they were dreams. And then I realized they're not. They're kind of memories. And he's like, I remember everything. And we see John Lithgow, the Trinity killer, the most infamous killer in all of Dexter history. Obviously, he's dead in, in the show. But we got to see him. Harrison remembers him. And he sees his face. And he saw him holding the straight razor. And that's why Harrison uses a straight razor now. That's confirmed. A lot of people were like, oh, maybe it's just random. He picked it up at the store and it's just a coincidence. No, he uses it because it's the weapon that the killer who killed his mom used. We see John Lithgow. He says, don't worry, buddy. Your dad's going to be here. Oh, man. That was crazy. I could not. I could not believe that. I... And I, I'm wondering if we're going to see more of, you know, uh, of John Lithgow in, in flashbacks or something or so. All right. So here now I can say this. So uh, earlier in the season somewhere, I don't know, in the first three or four episodes, I said I had a theory and I couldn't talk about it yet because I already knew certain things and the certain thing that i knew from listening to a podcast from the producers and writers was that john lithgow was returning i'm i was so upset i got that spoiled for me but yeah i was so excited to see it obviously like i said he's dead in the show so how would they bring the trinity killer back any other way my thoughts were okay there's a few ways flashbacks harrison remembers him which we already got another way is Dexter has had two people. Oh, actually, that's a lie. 
he's had at least three people, family members, visit him in his head and kind of be some type of voice of reason or voice of chaos in his head, right? First one was his dad. We saw his brother, uh, Brian Mozart, the ice truck killer, pop up a little bit in the original Dexter series. And now, obviously, we have his sister, Deborah. What if the person who is the voice in Harrison's head is the Trinity killer? And it's John Lithgow. Because we've heard Harrison told Audrey last week that he wants to hurt people all the time. We've seen him hurt several people in this show so far. We have Kirk Caldwell trying to take Harrison under his arm and encourage him to be violent, encourage him to do bad things. We have Dexter Morgan who's just trying to connect with his son in the first place, trying to get him to open up about this stuff and who eventually wants to help him prevent him from hurting innocent people. And I think somewhere in there, Harrison has some voice talking to him. And it's already laced into the mythology of the show, like I said, with them bringing Deborah back, is that these guys, these killers who have this dark passenger, they have somebody talking to them in their head. Maybe it's not the person telling them to kill. Maybe it's the person guiding them. But whatever the case is, it's possible that Harrison could have that too. Maybe it's his mom. Maybe it's Rita. That would, ooh, that would be interesting if we got Rita back in his head. But I don't know. And a lot of people have said, okay, in the future, if Dexter dies, he would be in Harrison's head. That would make sense. But if he remembers the Trinity killer, and that, that was my crazy theory a while back is that the Trinity killer could be the voice in Harrison's head. So we'll see. I mean, uh, that would be crazy. And what would that mean? Does that, would that mean that Harrison's going more down a traditional serial killer route, not the Dexter route where he's killing bad guys and ultimately helping people? Is Harrison going to go down the Trinity slash runaway killer route where uh, he's actually killing innocent people because we know he's capable of it. And at the end of this episode, Kurt's henchman comes and grabs Dexter from behind. And that kind of bothered me a little bit. Look, I know Dexter is flustered by the argument with his son. And we've seen Harrison is a blind spot for Dexter. He's not a hundred percent, you know, op at oper he's not operating at a hundred percent when there's drama with him and his son. So he literally just got in an argument with his son. Harrison ran off and this guy comes behind Dexter and Dexter sees him in the mirror too. And this guy gets the best of Dexter and gets Dexter wrapped up. No way. So they're, they're going to have to explain that to me, but regardless, we know Dexter's going is, has been kidnapped or he's being attempted to be assassinated or whatever, assassinated or whatever. So we'll see what happens with there. But in the meantime, what is Kurt going to do with, with Harrison? I don't think Kurt wants to kill Harrison. I think Kurt wants to take Harrison from Dexter. And 
basically if Kurt is able, and this is not going to happen, but he's probably going to try though. If Kurt is able to get rid of Dexter, which he's probably paying this guy to take Dexter and kill him. If De- if Kurt is able to do that and Hey, Harrison's dad just went missing. Now he's a orphan in Iron Lake. Kurt's going to try to take him uh, and then adopt him and raise him as his own. And we've already seen Kurt encourage Harrison's dark side. So that is what I think Kurt's plan is. Um, not that he's going to succeed at it, but this is shaping out to be excellent. I, look, this isn't my favorite episode. I think last was, but this is like almost just as good. And this episode though, maybe has contributed the most to the entire season so far in learning that Harrison does have in my, I think Harrison has the dark passenger. I, I mean, I've been saying that for weeks in my opinion, they confirmed that he has a dark passenger with the last two episodes learning that he remembers the Trinity killer and his mom being killed and the blood coming out of the bathtub, learning about Kurt's background and that he was responsible for Iris's death. All this stuff, such an amazing contribution to the season. Two thumbs up. I I thought it was excellent. Uh, There's a lot of other details that I might've missed. You know, what was really nice was seeing. So I didn't realize this, but the, the lady who who Angela goes and visits is Iris's mom. And we see her go approach her and to confirm that because they thought that Iris ran away and Iris was out there somewhere. So we saw Angela tell her and she started bursting out in tears. And then later on in the episode, they have a celebration, somewhat of a funeral for her where, where all the people from the town come and they bring uh, – gifts and treats and all that stuff and and so that was a really sweet moment i thought that was cool but man this season is revving up i whew, i cannot wait it's it's getting better and better and better every week uh yeah so i cannot wait for next week thank you all for watching this video i truly appreciate it subscribe to this youtube channel bartley and barnes if you like all things dexter i'm gonna keep this show talking Dex going on even after Dexter New Blood. I hope we get a new season of Dexter New Blood. I hope we get five seasons of Dexter New Blood. That would be incredible. But even if we don't, I'm going to cover Dexter content. I'm going to cover all the previous seasons, all the novels. So stay tuned. Right now we're focused on Dexter New Blood season one, but who knows what's to come here at Talking Dex. Again, I'm Jacob Bartley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Bartley 824 I will see you all next week, next Monday. We'll be talking episode eight of Dexter New Blood. Until then, take care.